0: bola pon bola pon bola pon bola pon
1: good morning comrade good morning comradecom uh this is being recorded thursday night the 10th of June, 2021 we have uh robert from the- hello What's going on robert
2: uh things are going on the uh, cat we are attempting to the kitten we are attempting to uh, put to bed right now um she's sleeping um yeah
1: so uh, we actually we'll bring up the speed uh, we have so first off we have Janelle Jolly on the show. too. We, uh she is the host of the What is Left to Do podcast. There you go. What's going on Janelle?
0: Hey, hey everybody. Hey Jeff, hey Robert.
1: Pleasure to be here. Woo. Uh, so Robert, let's 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 bring up bring people up to speed on the uh kitten update. If you just sort of like go from from the beginning a little bit to the short version.
2: Sure. I'll I'll try to be as quick as possible to bring you up to speed so um my wife thought she ran over a kitten. Uh, so she like got out of the car and tried to get it And then she assumed it took off And so we actually drove with her To try to look for this kitten And yeah. couldn't find it So due diligence was done um, Within a couple hours later She goes um, I think uh, my car is meowing I think the cat, the cat is in the car um, But yes, I'm like You're crazy, you're losing your mind, whatever And then she goes And then like maybe 20 minutes later She goes Robert, this cat is inside the car. And I go, okay, let me go look. I still think she's out of her mind. Um, so this cat is in there, right? And uh, we end up calling the, we called the law. We have to call 911 because that's what you have to do in this city. And they send out the animal control person. She's like, oh, I can't get him out with what I got. We'll just set a trap and, and I don't think he's stuck. And I'm like, I don't think he's stuck either. So... Um, Cat. I go to check the trap in the morning. Trap is sprung. Of course, it's like one of these stray cats. It's just all the time. Like I, this cat hangs out with my cat and I'm just like, get out of here. It's a neighborhood cat. <laughs> I just call a yellow cat. I'm like, Oh, Ozzy is my cat. I'm like, Ozzy's out there with yellow cat laying in the sun, but you caught yellow cat. And so, um, we ended up going to home Depot and buying like smaller of the same traps. And um, that are used to catch squirrels and stuff like that. I'm like, perfect. This is like the size of a squirrel. It's like one pound. And so she's under my neighbor's um, house. I can hear meowing. And so I set the trap. My dog starts going crazy like an hour later. I go check the trap. Cat's in there. Cat's terrified, just shaking and shivering. We take the cat to the emergency vet. Emergency vet, like, that cat looks strong. That cat's fine. Just take her to the, your actual vet in the morning. We do... There's something going on with her back leg. I don't think it's like a that kitten neurological thing because, but she doesn't want to put weight on her back leg. That's probably why she couldn't keep up, you know, Mm. with the rest of her litter or something. Mm. But that's fine. We have a three legged dog already. Like whatever. It's just one more weirdo. This
0: Noah's Ark in that bitch. I know,
2: right? (laughs) This cat is just zooming all over, just doing what kittens do—just climbing up the walls and zooming and purring. Like, not trying to get out, like, super comfortable. Like, I introduced her to the cat tree today, mm-hmm. and she's just, like, all over that cat tree. She just loves the cat tree. And honestly, like, I've been thinking about this cat all day. Like, I'm in love with this cat, like, so much. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of... It's actually kind of soothed my existential dread because Jeff and I were talking um, in the last episode about, like, what is society all about? Like, the big question, like, why are we here? And, you know, so, uh, my thing is, like... I don't, I'm an atheist and I don't believe there's a God or any kind of like spirit or any kind of like benevolent thing guiding any, any of this. Um, Because if I, that's, that's terrifying to me to believe that personally, because I'm like, oh, then that thing that has intelligence somehow has a lot of explaining to do about Mm. like what, so what makes more sense to me and is actually like less terrifying is like The world's natural order is chaos, uh, chaos and destruction. Mm -hmm. And we're just like these special creatures that have sentience. And as we know of, there's not too many besides like other great apes, there's not too many things that have sentience. And so it's like, well, what since the world is like chaos and destruction, like and it's just this big galaxy that doesn't care about us. The only thing that matters is like what we find meaning. Mm-hmm. And the idea of just like this little creature who was just like terrified, running around on the verge of death, and I can scoop it up and say like this matters. I'm gonna take care of this thing and give it a good life. It's like looking into like the the abyss, the void, the void that doesn't care about us at all, and saying like no, this actually matters. And this is this is this is why we're here is to like like spreading love and spreading kindness is is a revolutionary. Uh, a, a revolutionary like resistance act okay. against the universe's very nature,
1: hostility to life. That, the yeah, and it's
2: like as much as and so we do that as much as we can, and we pass that on to the next generation of of sentient beings, and that's and that's how we win.
0: That's how, well, we are, are you
2: high? no, not at all. Okay. This is what I think about when I have like, eight, like, this. like this is what I look about when I have eight hours of work beanings where I'm just sitting there, just. Oh, going, okay. mm-hmm.
0: No, you've been okay. It's not a rant today. That's, that's just that's what
1: this is. Okay. <laughs>
0: that's my rant. I'm not we gonna went talk anymore. We went for you ride. are the
1: guest. <laughs> and we yeah, we do have a guest, and her name is Janelle Jolly. i just go ahead and introduce yourself in
0: the crowd. Say what's going hey, on. Hey, what's up everybody? <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Janelle. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting, uh, making Jeff's acquaintance uh, a couple days ago when we were on uh, Kenzo the Shibata's show, Meet the Left. Um, I am new to the game. Here we go. You started talking about a cat. Now I got a cat that's trying to be famous. Hi. Would you like to say hello to everyone? Super duper. Introduce yourself, cat. Okay, get down, please, darling. this isn't even my cat. I don't even like cats. Um, I'm the host. I'm new to the the podcasting world along with uh, this cat's ass.
1: Cats are a huge <laughs> part of the podcast world. This is not. This
0: is what I'm learning. I, I'm like, I'm not really, I'm not really in it. And I'm not really serious about it until I get a cat, which means I'll never be serious about it because I'm a dog person, but that's fine.
1: you just a renegade, right? Like, like rebelling against the. Uh, yeah, that's right.
0: Thing. I'm not, I don't want to be a normative Podcaster, if 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 I'm the one who has to like break this binary of you know not being a cat lover, then okay, let me be it. I submit myself as tribute. Um, <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm the host of uh, a, a new podcast called What's Left to Do, uh, which is think like story core for lefties. Every episode, yeah. we um, interview a uh, different. Uh, person um, who identifies as a leftist or progressive whichever term you prefer you prefer uh, and I talk to them about their lives and their life stories um, and how that kind of uh, how that has unfolded for them to arrive at a leftist politic and now that they are here how do you understand the world how do you understand a way or a possibility to create a better future uh, in essence what's left to do now that you're here um so That's that's me, and I'm um, I'm I'm traveling now that I'm vaccinated and life is less scary. I'm traveling around um, all summer uh, to different parts of the United States to talk to lefties all over because there's what I what I and you all already know this. uh, What I know to be true is that you know there's not there's not one region or one story or one background or one. One um, way of progressing through life um, that is uh, emblematic or that is, you know, just for people who consider themselves leftists. Like, we come from all over, have all sorts of backgrounds, you know, uh, religious, not religious, you know, cosmopolitan, rural, uh, you know, salt of the earth upbringing, or like, you know, summer was a verb in my house. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) there's not one profile of uh, what what it is to be left or what has contributed to someone becoming left. And I think that um, there's a lot of power in people's stories that can maybe, if I do my job right, um, help someone else kind of come back from the edge a little bit of, you know, the kind of like, just the, just the, ah, what all too often, in my opinion, happens is like, you know, we can kind of give into this nihilism because it's just, because everything, so many things are bad and terrible. And it's just like, Like, what is even the point? Like, what is there to do? Shouldn't we just, you know, let the let the neolibs and the conservatives duke it out?
2: You thought I was hot. The cat story makes sense now, doesn't it?
0: (laughs) That's what I get for it. That's what I get for popping off all extra early. You're right. You're super right, Robert. Um, But um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm having just the time of my life, getting to talk to people, um, and you know that I kind of know casually. or know well, or don't know at all. But you know, I've, you know, followed them as you know figures um, online for years. But it's 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 truly just wonderful to be able to talk to and get to know everyone's story and their why and why they believe why they think they believe what they believe or, you know, how how they ended up changing some belief systems. I don't know. It's just it's fascinating.
1: I love talking to people. About yeah, it. it's like it's like so interesting because like the more you kind of like. It's not the more you say, but the more you sort of like let them go. Yes. Um, yes. 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 They, they really will sort of like be like people are very, very open. Yeah. you sort of like give them a place where they feel that they're not
0: going to be judged. Yeah. That's right. Like, I'm really like, good at that. that. I'm sneakily good at that, which is yeah. why
1: so i ask you in a, in a similar way like, what's, so, <laughs> how do you sort of like define yourself on the sort of like left spectrum and like how do you get um... there yourself too?
0: I don't know that I don't know that I would try to define myself on a on a like a linear spectrum it's kind sure, of sure. Like you know,
1: specific
0: ideas and and, sure, and sure. Uh, I mean I think generally just I guess the like kind of umbrella I can't make my fingers touch the umbrella of my politic is that like you know the the dignity of all human life should not be subordinated to to uh, any market or market machination like the world yeah so i mean that's just kind of the general umbrella but i my politic everything when i'm when i'm paying attention or when i'm focused like everything comes back to like concrete material benefits for working people um because i don't believe that you know, a line on a chart should dictate whether or not someone eats today, or whether someone is housed, or whether someone is um, um, subjected to you know egregious labor abuses. So it's it's concrete material benefits for working people. It's kind of what it all boils on, boils down to for me. But I'm also like a Pan-Africanist because I'm extremely black and I went to Howard. Um, but that that's not that's not orthogonal to what I said initially. But it's right. that should have which is what I am not always good at articulating, but it should be, um, it should allow for a more capacious kind of understanding of concrete material benefits for working people, because we can't, I could not demand that for, in a kind of semi-nationalistic way, I could not demand that for people in the US Mm -hmm. when that is being done on the backs of like children in the Congo, you understand what I'm saying? Like, So it kind of has to be more expansive and capacious. Yeah. And and to be clear, like you said, you went to Howard,
1: but like a lot of libs come out of Howard too, and conservatives too. Just like
0: lower your voice, these yeah. people. I love no, don't lower your. I'm being I'm being ridiculous. I'm being dramatic. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You're you're exactly correct. And I mean, many of these people I went to school with, and I mean, I know and love them. But Howard sure. is it like if you know it it's it is it's everything. It's like. It's everything, I, to be I like cool. to think of
2: people like that as on a journey. So, like politics, you know, they're halfway. No, over, that's right? that's
0: in the best case scenario. Some right. of them, know. but some of them, like this, is their shit. Like, I am a proud third way Democrat. Kamala is my queen. She can do no wrong, and I'm just like we were sitting in the same classes. I'm a little confused about how how that happens, but it happens and I mean, God bless I mean it's a little I, yeah it's a lot, but you know, I it's a lot. Uh, but I'm not I'm not on that side of things because I, I was at one point, but
1: I've since look like 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 Robert was saying, policies are journey nobody is ever I was actually kind of having this conversation with uh so Dan Dan Simpson from from uh Kenzo's show was on the show. Yeah. And we had a great conversation mm-hmm. and like one of the things that sort of kind of came through in that is that like everybody to some extent is like there's no final like developed like perfect right. form and nobody ever has like perfect right. like politics or positions or anything right. like that. So I guess like the the, the the thing that I sort of think of is how and I would think that's because I'm a fucking teacher, right? But like. Like, how do you create a a space that's safe for people to share about themselves? And like, sure. how do you sort of like have the on like the honesty with that group that one, yeah. you know, you know, you know, they they know where you're coming from. Right. Two, those like sensitiveness to like not judge them based yeah, on yeah. where they're at. And then three, sort of like, how do we move on from? How do we develop from here? You yeah. know? What sure,
0: you know? absolutely. I mean, I think I think the beauty of that's not like obnoxious and not to necessarily you can't sound more obnoxious than me yeah (laughs) i think the beauty of like how i like the intention that i sit down with people with when i interview them is that i'm not i'm not doing it with an agenda the only thing i'm i'm concerned with is like understanding what it is that you're trying to communicate and understanding what it is that you're That you're you're trying to express or or relive or recreate for me, and I do, and even with people, even with some of my terrible like Libby, you know, alumni classmates and friends, or what you know, who are black, which makes some of their position like I have one, I have one dear friend from high school, Nigerian guy, and he like I think he just I think at this point he's trolling me, which is fine because that's why why else would you do this, but like. He was he was trying to have like a like a very unironic um, discussion with me about how capitalism is the it's not perfect but it is the best system we have for blah 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 and I was just like what and I like and at this point I think this this might have been like right after a lot of the. Um, uprisings of the of the floyd of the post floyd oh, okay. era so i was just i just i wasn't having it and, it and i just like went off i hit the roof because you because you know better you know better and mm-hmm. and and stop please
2: well here's um, the thing like I, I don't does he really know better though because like no he knows he i'm not here's yet. the thing though has, he might know better but has he experienced it because i think what happens with people like that is mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's a uh, it can be any race, but since we're talking about black people and we're talking about Howard right now,
0: yeah, yeah. they think that... Well, we didn't go to Howard for undergrad, but he did take some classes there. But, right. but just people Where, like
2: him, people like the hustle culture, the grind yeah. culture, yeah. they think that if they check all the boxes mm-hmm. that American Western capitalism tells them to check, mm-hmm. they'll mm-hmm. never catch the wake-up call. And then they'll well, catch one day, it'll find them. It'll find them. And when well, they do... Go ahead. They'll see how they react to it. Because right. I have a buddy. I have a buddy from high school. He went to yeah, fam. Yeah. He's off, queer right? and he went to fam. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: He caught it. He caught the yeah. wake-up call.
0: Yeah, he caught that and then, thing. And then
2: all of a sudden he's like, oh, burn it all down. And I'm like, welcome to team, bro. Right. Well,
0: welcome, friend. <laughs> Where you been at?
2: Yeah. I, think- I mean, Malcolm X said that that yeah. some uh, people need to feel some people need to feel the beast breathe on their neck yeah. before they'll get it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that that is what you're describing that dynamic or that 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 progression to uh, a wake up call. I think that that's certainly the case for some people, but I think for other people, and I'm I can only speak anecdotally about the people that like I know I'm in community with, um, I'm friends with. I think that particularly for males, um, there's another thing happening where, like, you know, once you once you get to a certain Age and life stage in life. Maybe you just got married, you just had a baby, or you're thinking about doing all of this. You, you, there's almost this kind of like uh, reverting to the mean. For what it means to be a man, like I'm now trying to step into how society confers respect and um, acknowledgement of men. So I I have to revert to my understanding of what that means, and that means you know you know there's nothing that's going to stop me. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna I'm I'm making money, and you know this is this is this is what you know this is the payoff for hard work because I, I like there's a there's a there's a gender there's a socially gendered thing also happening that's that is almost um there's a word i'm
1: looking for but i wasn't I listening remember. though but, but did you say that that was a black thing like i don't think
0: one? i don't think that's just the, i don't think that's i just don't think
1: i was about to say if that if that is what you were saying that would, no, I
0: would no, no 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 i'm just saying that of i'm i'm thinking of several of my, of my friends that 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 has happened to and i don't think that that's exclusively that's absolutely not a black thing i'm just yeah. thinking of that in particular, but there's just, there's just, it's just, um, it's weird. But even with, even with what the original point I'm trying to make was that the, even with, you know, th- he's still a dear friend of mine, even though he's very yeah. at this moment. Uh, <laughs> I, there, there are, because I, because I know him in real life, like when we, when we go at it, it's still like all of at the end of it. Um, and it's, but you lose that, like just, you lose that when like, communication is mediated solely through like platforms and you don't actually get to know the person. So, and that's not, there's something, and there's something I like grieve about that, that that we don't get because I don't, the goal isn't always for us to come to the same conclusion. We, we, can, we can still be, you know, galaxies apart in terms of our understanding, in terms of our analysis, in terms of our conclusion, that's fine. But we lose the opportunity to just like understand how you got there, or the why of why you're thinking this way, um, with a lot of platform, and I mean not to sound like an old codger, but oh no, no, no. luddites. So let's, let's, yeah. let's put it like this: like
1: a sort of like layer of humanity and human yeah. is lost. Yeah, that's right. And it's you know you might be able to reach you know a hundred, a 1, thousand times more right. people. Yeah, um, than you were you know face to face or with phone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, but, like you know, I a think I've...
1: humanity that's removed, not just from people that you've never spoken to, right? And um
0: but I've seen the, people who know each other, like in real life, you know, right. start to he you and know through
1: these media, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it's and it's like I don't know. Maybe you guys would have you know moved apart anyway because mm-hmm. of I don't know how different people, what how different a people you each have become, but. I think but I but that kind of makes me sad that we like everything is like flattened and flattened into something that's like consequential when it's absolutely not necessarily consequential like when we have like technology kind of trying to mediate understanding. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah
2: it's just my personal thing is it's it's a very like tricky wicket. Like it's a very you have to make a judgment call so if you're on those platforms, you know Twitter, Facebook, whatever, you have to just you have to make a very quick judgment of mm-hmm. if I'm engaging with this person, mm-hmm. are they are they are they acting in good faith? Correct. Uh, should I act in good faith because Correct. I feel that they acted in good faith, right. or are they trying to be the loudest person in the room? That's because true. if they're trying to be the loudest person in the room with nonsense, yeah. I'm not going to let you control that space correct. because it's not true. about you at that point it's about the people who are uh, who read or listen to you and just right. go well nobody's nobody's challenging this it must be correct right right I'm like, no we're not doing that right
0: but in, in, in the end also i mean i don't know i just i, I much prefer like and I, maybe this is just my own personality or whatever but i much prefer like lurking on social media lurking and observing and not participating because when because because I like sometimes I can forget that, like, this isn't real. Like, I, it's it's real in that, like, it's on my phone. I see it. Like, I can see that people are interacting with it. But, you know, whenever I find myself, you know, doing a, a deep exegesis on what Dick Boys 69 is, says about God, you know, whatever, it's just like, Janelle, what? We could be reading a book right now. We could right. be clipping our toenails. This is, this does not. This is not worthy of such like exertion and like interrogation. It's Twitter. Just right. read it and move on.
2: Yeah, the some people the po- some people just aren't built for it. You know, the poster and that's me. life.
0: I'm raising my. <laughs> the poster not, life. I'm not built for it. Mm-mm. Posting.
2: I didn't choose but to be a poster. Posting chose me.
0: Y'all can have it. I lurk. I, I, I,
1: uh, well, I think that, that that in Janelle's case, probably they posting and and she came to an understanding. And it's like we're not cut out for one another. We're not.
0: We're not. We're just not doing that.
2: Yeah. Good for you. You're a better person than me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God. So uh, you're from the West Coast originally. You like from? No. Yo. From- Do from- I look crazy? Um, <laughs> I am <laughs> originally from uh, DC. I've lived in California for five years. Okay yeah cool where in dc um so i was i grew up in northeast until we moved to the suburbs we moved to silver spring um so um silver spring which is like right outside of dc yeah yeah that's cool and then what kind of stuff were you
1: into? When you were what? one more time what kind of stuff were you into when you were a kid like what kind of like
0: um i've always been um i've always been like a question asker like i've always i've always been me like i've always been a goof a smart ass way too like inquisitive like all that is that's always been me my entire life um but i don't know i was i've all from a young age which is age inappropriate because like what i've always liked like cooking shows like um do you remember on no because you probably had a normal childhood there was uh there were a couple don't don't assume that please (laughs) <laughs> like before, Food Network was like a thing. There used to be like Saturday cooking shows on PBS, oh, yeah. like oh, God, yeah. Dan can Dan Cook, Ken and on Je- Justin Wilson and oh, y'all, y'all got Justin Wilson the fuck out there. Yeah, he was <laughs> on
1: PBS. And yeah, yeah, he, he, so I mean, like, he was like just a couple hours. Away. Bro,
0: we
2: had Paul Perdome on like PBS oh, oh, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: right. Well, you don't have
2: cable and you're poor. Like that's your that's what's, what's, what's on TV.
0: I didn't realize Justin Wilson was like that far brought out of here. Oh yeah. He got syndicated. I love Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson, Martin Yan, Jacques Pepin, um, the old, the old kind of sort of French lady, um, the hunchback, what's her name? Julia Childs. Julia Childs. Uh, what'd you say?
2: She was a spy. That's the most interesting thing about her. She worked she worked for the OSS, which is the precursor of the, um, the, the office of strategic service it's the precursor for the CIA and she oh, yeah. used to like spy on Germans and no spy idea. on Nazis yeah
0: I had no idea but I loved her but I love cooking shows growing up yeah that, do you yeah. like to cook yeah mm-hmm. sure kind of you know like- I, I cook I got that wrist we we can we can do whatever so I I, <laughs> I can cook anything but I s- steak is my specialty oh steaks! oh nice that's
1: good. right. Mm-hmm. So, what was like? I don't know. Like, I, if I if I get like too personal or whatever, let me know. No, like, no, no, you're like, fine. Please. Cool. Like, like, for you like what kind of kid? Were you like a
0: nerd? Were you like a smart kid? Were you like kind of a cool kid? Like, whatever. Yeah, I was like a confluence yes. of all things. I was a very good. <laughs> I was a very good student. I've you always been a good did student. You do sports? Huh? Did you do sports or were you jock? Yeah, 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 I did. <laughs> I played sports. I wasn't great at. But
1: oh,
0: I I yeah, I played uh I started playing basketball. Cause I was I've been like I've been in Amazon since like kindergarten. So like everyone's just like, yeah, you need to start playing basketball. I was like, okay, that's fine. I was terrible at it, but I played. Um, I played basketball, I played softball, I was a great student. Um uh, yeah, I was a I was a great student. But like be, but I like I think what, how we understand like nerds today. I think I was a nerd, but I was I was a cool kid. <laughs> so it was it wasn't like I didn't get like
1: Nobody actually fits like into these like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like these these neat tidy like uh, yeah it's not
0: it's like it's yeah these are like these are kind of uh, flexible yeah, like,
1: like speaking for myself like yeah. I was like, like a band kid oh right
0: huh? what like, did you play
1: clarinet actually oh okay all right you were one of those. My mm-hmm. clarinet actually survived Hurricane Katrina, surprisingly. Um huh. but anyway, it, it was upstairs, not downstairs. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I was like in the band, I was ah. like last string in football, you know, <laughs> and, like I was hanging with like the the mid-tier cool kids, like, like you know, <laughs> <in> the <midst. laughs>
0: I was like, that was it for me. Right yeah, I, was, I played the violin also, and I played the clarinet. Cool. Uh, for a hot second, Um, softball, um, basketball, I thought, I thought, I don't know why I thought this, but at some point in high school, I thought I was just naturally going to be a good volleyball player, spoiler (laughs) alert, a lot of volleyball players are tall, how tall are you, by the way? 5'8", yeah, Yeah. so, yeah, but I, you know, I had a pretty um, well-rounded, well-rounded, Khalipa not Khalifa. What's the word on the for? Scholastic and athletic kind of childhood. What was your what first was, job? Oh yeah. What happened? What was your first job? My first job that I got like a W two for?
1: Like ever you did. I'm not worried about I'm not worried about your W twos.
0: Oh well my first like uh what do you call it? Unofficial job was like a babysitter, but the first job I got like a W two for was uh, a lifeguard. What you were a lifeguard? No, I was a lifeguard. That's right. That was like the only because I was super pressed to like start like get have a summer job as soon as I could. Like I like I the um, there were only a couple jobs you could get with like a worker's permit um or a student whatever it's called um and um the uh and the lifeguard was one of them. So that was like all right, we're gonna we're gonna do it. And I remember I made I negotiated like a, a like a high a high hourly rate. So I got a whopping 6.95 and like when other like like, like other people were like older than me cuz I was like 14 or 15. Like found out how much I was getting paid. They were like, "What?" Most people were getting like 5 dollars $5. 550 and I was oh my god. And I felt yeah. like rich.
1: I remember my first job ever was 515 for an, yeah. an hour. We were probably around the same age, I guess. But yeah. my first job was at Burger King like for 515 is the worst job but
2: it <laughs> sounds like i'd rather be a, uh,
1: a
0: lifeguard if you
1: know what i mean oh yeah are you a strong swimmer or are you just kind of like pull, you pull over their eyes
0: no, no no i was yeah i was a good swimmer because i was like um i was also at that point in my life um becoming a like a certified like scuba diver so I was a, what? I was a very good swimmer. yeah mm-hmm. cool Ah, <laughs> uh, you are getting all the deep cuts right yeah, now. Stop. No, no, you're fine. You're just you know. I was
2: gonna say what was um what was going to Howard like because my mm-hmm. um my wife uh did an internship mm-hmm. uh, in DC mm-hmm. and she said like you huh?
0: Is she a therapist?
2: Yeah, she's a social worker. Yeah, okay. Close enough. Yeah. But um she said that y'all you're like y'all were the reason that she... Was terrified to go to brunch on Sunday because she's like, I can't look that good. Like all them Howard <laughs> Girls. they go out drinking mimosas and eating eggs and they just look like eleven.
0: <laughs> she's up. like,
2: I'm hungover. It's like I just I'll just stay in my apartment. <laughs> so they, you know.
0: Oh God. Yeah. I think been- <laughs> going to Howard was really interesting. To your wife's point, people don't under like people think when people meet people from Howard and they say this people assume that we're exaggerating, but you will find, you will not find as many good looking people in mm-hmm. one place as you will on Howard's campus. Like me and like one of my best friends from, from Howard, I, we used to sit on the yard and just sit there and just like watch people walk and just like, why are you here? People who look like you don't need an education. Just like go be <laughs> model, are You're wasting money. Go Oof. home. Um, yeah, incredibly good, pe- incredibly good-looking people. Um, how Why is that the case? Why is there so many good-looking people? I Why? don't know. I per- I mean, person I mean, we a lot of people joke that like a part of the admissions criteria is to like. You got a couple of legs. Right. You got to look really nice. Um, <laughs> no, um, it's, it was a wonderful experience. I like. I if I could go back and do it all over again, I'd absolutely um, go to Howard. I think that um, per- personally, uh, I think that like the the real um, like purpose of an HBCU is to like put the black child back together again before they like get sent out in the world. So, and not, and I wasn't even particularly fractured because I had a, you know, I had a wonderful extremely black childhood, you know, that was just wonderful and nurturing and amazing. Um, But even, even with that, there are things that are, that are, what's the word I'm looking for? That aren't understood in a way that like helps you understand like, Oh, I'm not crazy. Or, Oh, you know, you know, that thing that my grandma does isn't weird. Like, that's just like, that's just a black thing and it's done because of this. So, um, I could have, I, I, if I could do it all over again, I would have gone to Howard a million times uh, for undergrad. And it was great. Like you just, you meet everyone, you meet all types of Every single possible cross section of the black world you meet um, at Howard's. and that's yeah. where you learn tolerance because you know you got you know the the intense denizens of Power Hall, and you know then you've also got the you know the, the the very dramatic actors and dancers and fine arts that are like completely artistic or you know just everything. So it was it was great. It was What's amazing.
2: the big sorority on campus,
0: AKA's? All of them are big because like the Howard <laughs> that's that's like the, so, yeah, let me stop. You know, like, knifed. No, 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 I d I didn't pledge, but like Howard is like the alpha chapter of a lot of the like black Greek organizations. So right. that's an extremely intense part of undergrad life is if you're gonna pledge and the whole hate, it's just right. it's too much for me. It's like, no, thank you. But I have, you know, dear friends who pledge, and it's like, you know, go girl. I'm a I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna get you a gift, but don't I, I ain't writing the term right. just do so you. If, um, When you when
1: you went to the West Coast, what brought you out there?
0: I moved to California. For, someone's going to be able to write an autobiography of me after this is done. Oh, uh, I was I No, 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 you're fine. Um, I, I mean, I, this is, I'm getting a taste of my own medicine. I do this to 500 people.
1: A week. <laughs> Turn <laughs> it around on you.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's only really fair. Um, I moved out to California from Atlanta. I was in Atlanta for like Six or seven years um i moved out there for work which is we're gonna put an asterisk by that because i didn't actually have a job when i moved out to san francisco i went out there without a job because i'm insane um and i ended up landing uh at you know one of the big tech companies and um was what? able to not be broke huh a big what one of the big tech companies oh okay. that's where i ended up landing but i moved out there without a job and like some friends of mine from atlanta who had previously moved out there, I, like put me up for a while until I was able to like find a find a job and like pay them rent. So good ooh, that's very funny. good friends. They're they're very wonderful to me. So yeah. Cool. Cool.
1: So um well,
2: you had a question, Robert? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to um, scoot back over to your HBCU experience. Scoot it. <laughs> Do you just real quick? Because sure. I didn't, I didn't graduate college, and I, I the I went to University of Cincinnati for a bit, but I didn't mm-hmm. graduate college. Mm-hmm. Um, the did you remember? It might have been a year, maybe two years ago. I mm-hmm. mean, probably more like two years. Some there was some white lady who she got accepted. I think it was even to Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just like, "I can't wait to go. I'm Mm -hmm. gonna learn all about Black Girl Magic, and this is just gonna be a transformative experience." And she was just getting drugged to shit. Do Uh you remember this at all? Mm -mm. No. Well, Uh my my take was like, everybody was like, "Well, dragging her, like, oh my god," like, and I was like, "Let her go." I was like, "Let her be," because hopefully she's gonna get some good friends that are gonna check her. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, girl, like, it don't like she's gonna find out. She's yeah. gonna find out that people are petty, no matter what their skin color is, no matter where you go on Earth.
0: But she's also gonna have to. She would. I don't. I don't remember the story, but I know. But I think But I'm saying she would also quickly learn that like, you can't like. There. You know. There are people who are not black that go to HBCUs. That's but, a, yeah. Like, don't be goofy about it. Don't come there and like fetishize the environment and the people. Like, just right. chill the fuck out you know, meet people, get to know people, do your work and like and chill the fuck out. Don't, this isn't like, you're not, you're not a, you know, Daryl Hannah or whatever the fuck that lady is. The woman who like lives in nature, just observing the elephant, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just, just, Jane Goodall. Yeah. You're not Jane fucking Goodall. Take a that's breath. a terrible analogy. I but mean, it is, we'll but, it's it. kind of—it's it, kind of apt because I mean, that's yeah, of how I
2: mean, some of this. Very on the nose.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how this type of white woman is. Like, calm down. You're not on safari. Just right. Sit in place. Just,
2: I just wonder, off. like, with a person, like, did you run into any people like that? I don't like, know. It's not. It's not a thing that she got accepted to HBCU. It happens no, all day, every time. day. That's not the, it, the thing. Is like you said, she's being so extra about.
0: Yeah, but that you, but I was in but when I was in undergrad this was this was pre, you know, what social media is now, so there wasn't a, a market or an audience for that sort of goofiness. So no, the the white I didn't I didn't get to know any of the white people who were there okay. while I was there. But I had friends who like there was this one white guy who looked like a white Jesus <laughs> who was like in the gospel choir and you know, but he was and I didn't know him, but I had friends who were in the gospel choir and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's super cool." You know, like he's fine. Like he just Knew how to just be there and just be normal, just be normal. normal. That's it. Nobody's asking for any of your extra, just (laughs) fill fill it on out. So true, yeah. So, um,
1: I guess just to uh talk about maybe some of the things that like kind of brought you to the left, sort of generally, like what (laughs) was that?
0: That's
1: interesting. Uh, some specific things for you that, that you think like made you, could you describe yourself as leftist? I mean,
0: yeah. Um, I think, um, just, so that's a fun question. Let's think about that. So interestingly, so like I moved to, I moved to San Francisco, like I said, in January of 2016. Um, that was, so when I moved there, you know, the, the, the primary campaign, um, for, uh, 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 Democrats and Republicans was happening then, but I was really distracted for, I'd say from like January to like June, cause I was just on a frantic job search. Like it, you know, that will that can just take up all of your time, just like networking and going to this event and applying and prepping for, interview. Just it just can take over your life, especially in tech. So I wasn't really like keyed in to things until kind of like, almost it was, like the, the primary campaign was kind of like winding down, or you know, it was very clear what was happening, you know, and they were, you know, crowning Hillary as the inevitable um, nominee. And when I started paying attention again and kind of just like catching up on like everything that had happened, it was just, it was, it was like, huh, this, like, this, this doesn't make sense anymore and around that time mean that? Mean? i'm sorry i don't mean to like interrupt but like, no, what do you mean? like this it doesn't it doesn't i think what i was thinking at the time is like it doesn't make sense that this person who she's running against at the time was you know bernie sanders this person who is speaking like plain english with like Common sense policies and explanations of why people need these things, it, and and the money he you know he had, he had gained some momentum in terms of like fundraising you know was like bringing in a lot of money but it's like something something's not right here and it doesn't make sense that like he's not really getting any coverage like everyone's kind of the mainstream media is like ignoring him and and we're acting like Hillary is just you know just bl- without without blemish, without any fault, you know, above interrogation of like, you know, her place in the polity and like, you know, also like we're not even really taking her to task for the open corruption through her, through the, the Clinton Foundation, just like something's not right here. And um, kind of around, I guess it had to be late primary time, like going into the, um, going into the convention, which was really nasty, I discovered um, Naked Capitalism, which became my oh. bible um, and still my bible every day. Read that thing, and and that would that kind of helped me connect the dots. What, what, what's her name? The um the main Eves. like editor, Eve. Eve Eve Smith. Eve. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. She's great. I like. Yeah, her.
0: she's I met her. She did. She's she obviously prior to COVID. Um, she used to do um, like meetups for the Naked capitalist naked capitalism readership. Like she would go like around the country. So I met her I think in twenty, I think I met her in 2017 and 2018 when she came to San Francisco for a meetup. And um and she's great. Um, she's just as spicy in person as she is <laughs> moderating <laughs> the site. Um, but when I when I discovered naked cap, naked capitalism that like that that helped like connect the dots and, and help me with the language of like why this seems fucked up and like yeah. it, because you you get a broader you get a broader view of things because you know they're pulling in stories from you know not just the New York Times or Washington Post or CNN or you know they're pulling in stories from all over the place and like the commentary, especially with water cooler, um, it's just that that really helped me and like I was ruined from that point. You know what I really like, and just to like plug, like to give a little shine to to
1: Nick Capitalism. Like one of the things that I like, at least, you know, when I when I read it, it was years ago. I I, I don't keep up with it like I used to, mm-hmm. but like they wrote about they wrote about these things that you're talking about in very like in like sort of alarmingly dry terms. They were yeah. not particularly hyperbolic. They're just giving yeah. you a lot of like straight yeah. up facts, yeah. 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 which is like extremely helpful because like the very first thing when you say like half the shit that's real, that capitalism does, mm-hmm. people are like, you're crazy. You're just yeah. a, you know, like completely and utterly foolish person, right. being, you know, emotional or dramatic or whatever the fuck. And that's like, they're trying to dismiss you. Yeah. And like, the, the the thing about Naked Capitalism, that that particular website is it's very, very straightforward with
0: like facts. Re- receipts, like yeah. receipts. And you know how like a lot of what we are presented with, I'm sorry, Robert, are we boring you? No, I just okay. I want eyes up on. I team. am doing. I am you doing do work yeah. things. Yeah, when okay. I say work
2: things. I mean podcast things. Yeah.
0: Uh huh. My
2: goodness. so oh, sorry.
0: I mean, I can multitask. Wait. I'll wait. Good I'll Lord. wait. I'll wait. You let me know when you're ready. Go. Okay. Go. Super. you um, <laughs> um, For that. The oh, you know what? The first meetup I went to. The first Naked Capitalism meetup I went to was in 2016 because I met this guy I'll never forget his face I never forget anybody's face but I'll never get like we were chatting and we were talking about the election coming kind of, like just like this is insane right like th- are we really about to have to you know supposed to like choose between like Hillary and Donald Trump he was just like you know what I decided this year and this is my first time doing this he's like I'm not playing, I'm not playing ball. I will vote down ballot. I'm leaving top of the ticket blank because this is absurd. And I'm not going to be manipulated into making a choice between these two. I'm not doing it. And I was just like, Yeah, I'm not doing it. Right on, man. That's that's right. I'm not doing it. And but then like twenty twenty was like, Hold hold my beer. Like it's gonna get more absurd, but fine. Yeah. Anyway. That's, I, remember yeah. I remember
1: for Jill Stein for very similar reasons like I got no fucking I don't give a shit about Jill Stein but like just just like the yeah. was like like this is bullshit that you're yeah you we also live in Louisiana
2: that was yeah well, okay. it was real so easy for me to pull the trigger for Jill Stein anyway I hate Jill Stein I don't like yeah. her at all <laughs> but yeah I was if I lived in Cincinnati though I would have definitely voted for I could
1: have voted for fucking Hillary
2: her again yeah. if I lived did in
0: Ohio you, did you I did I don't did either of you have this experience in in 2016 where like. You were almost convinced to vote for Hillary. No, because I remember clear. I, I, the only time I got close to eat to to like considering it, it was um uh what's his name um Adolf Reed pin that pin that uh piece like oh, we
1: love Adolf, he, Adolf Reed. Reed we love Adolf Reed he's the best love him
0: yes but like vote for the the lying corrupt warmongers, mm. or something I can't remember the exact title but I read that and I was just like really like god like okay i'm gonna think but then i but i was like no no i'm still not like but i that was the only moment i considered it like i was i like, mean
2: the closest ah, i got was i was really? a uh, i was a delegate for sanders um mm. and i actually got offered a job to run a um a a clinton um campaign office no,
0: thanks.
2: and i was just like These kids are gonna smell Bernie on me. I'm like, I'm not gonna influence, you know, I was like, no, I'm like I was all about telling other people they should vote for Hillary. Now I can tell you that. Mm. But I'm like, I live in Louisiana, so I'm not doing
0: that bullshit. You live in Ohio,
2: you better you better vote for Hillary.
0: I I was still a registered voter in Georgia at the time, so um, so I was I was still a Georgia voter. But even then, I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Fuck off. I'm not doing it. I'm not making. I'm not doing this. This is this is a false choice, and I'm and I'm opting out. Not that you know, I'm I'm aware that my one vote is that's not that's not tipping the balance, you know, either way, whatever. Um, but that was that was my line in the sand, and I kept it. Didn't didn't vote. I think I. I think I threw my vote to the Greens, um, top of the top of the ticket uh, in 2020, because at that point I was, you know, I was a voter in California. It doesn't fucking matter anyway. Um, But I'm not doing it.
2: Well, the, the argument I never heard about this, and it should have been more. It's like that was such an absurd argument of when Trump won. It was like, oh, all these people that ber- that voted, you know, didn't vote for Hillary because they were mad Bernie didn't win. That was the decide. I'm like, no, I was like, the Democratic Party are bad salesmen. Like, Correct. and on what earth do like. A guy who works commission sales, which I've done in my life. Yeah. And like your sales numbers are down and you're not getting enough people to buy your garbage. Right. Will you tell your boss what's well, there? It's obviously their fault. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's obviously them. They're not exactly. buying it. So exactly. I mean, it can't be me. I'm just the sales guy. Right. Right. And no, no. This is on you to convince yeah. people to That's vote right. for you. That's right. Like You don't get you just don't get somebody to, to just get their vote. Yeah. Like you have to convince them to push the damn button.
0: That's right. And even though I wasn't, a, even though I wasn't, I wasn't a Hillary, you know, an obviously yeah. a Trump person, like I was, I was still convinced that she was going to win. I thought it was going to be close, oh, yeah. right? I was just like, she's going to win. But Mm-mm. when I, do you also, do you remember at that point in 2016, when um, Matt Taibbi wrote that piece, like, if Dems run Hillary against Trump, we're looking at a President Trump. And at the moment he wrote that, that just seemed un fathomable not to me you know, who
1: else did that too is our friend uh, Nathan Robinson from current Affairs did because ah.
0: he yeah. lives in New Orleans he lives in the yeah. south yeah like, yeah no. and I also remember in 2016 it was after it was after the convention so you know we knew who you know the two you know names were gonna be I was I was with a friend um, who was in the city for for business and we were like at the hotel bar um, and you know we started chatting it up with some like old like I you know old rich white guys who were there whatever um right. and and like these and like one of them was in like environmental something or other this other one was like maybe a like a like a p.e guy from new orleans from like new orleans like he dealt, dealt with like oil and gas or whatever like these mm-hmm. are people that if you if you were to just consume mainstream media you would you would be led to think would you know Worst case scenario, like grit their teeth and like pull the lever for Hillary, but they just they hit the ceiling and read me chapter in verse. How like they were they were being kind of um, they were trying to be kind of uh, uh, keep or or temper temper like their kind of perspective on on Trump, but just like no, he's not you know he's a buffoon, da But Hillary, and they just like like hit the roof, and it was in that moment I was like, oh. this isn't gonna go how I'm being led to believe it's going to go because these should be these should these these people should be representative of you know a a a base for her and it was at that moment I was just like oh fuck things are actually (laughs) real tight in the streets yeah that's a
1: shaky motherfucking base
0: yeah that's right that's right
2: it was real bad I mean and let's let's don't let's don't beat around the bush let's don't fuck around only reason Biden won is because of COVID.
0: There is no, oh, no COVID? probably the only reason that's one of the that's big it. No the well, party those... the, the, no it wasn't just covid but the party was going to make sure he like it was it, it was covid No 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 oh, I mean Trump. against Trump not the
2: Oh not okay. the primary oh, yes, I'm not yes, talking yes, about the yes, primary yes, yes, yes,
0: yes,
2: yes. Yeah Trump against was, Trump
0: Yeah There was no covid Yeah Trump would have it's, it's a wash yeah it's No that's COVID. very clear. No covid no Biden correct It was just a freak fluke Yep. You know, once in a century, that got, you know, this brain addled fucking senior who wears, I'm sure, like Velcro strap sneakers when no one's watching, like to become president. It's absurd. You, you mentioned uh, our friend Adolf Reed. Adolf's been
1: on the show a couple of times. Has he? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually. Uh, funny story. Uh, he was when I was back on the uh, local labor council, the great ones of AFLCI yeah. Just the uh, kindness of coming out and doing a little history of New Orleans event for us. But um, yeah, we love Adolf around here. Um, yeah, guess,
0: I've been. I love. I read everything he writes. Uh, he's, kind of influence. Like, when did you first
1: 20. like like come across him? Like, what is? What
0: I is, think it was probably it was pro- It had to be either late 2015 or 2016 is when. Um, when I started reading his stuff, probably through Naked Capitalism, because um, they they link uh, his stuff um, usually. But um, yeah, probably late twenty fifteen, early twenties, or mid twenty sixteen, but around that time. Yeah, and he's—I mean—he's ha- always had
1: sort of like these very very sharp critiques of specifically identity politics, but yeah. like not not just like he doesn't like blow the identity politics because they're identity politics. He he sort of like has a critique that they have a part to play in the sort of like democratic party system and how Absolutely. we, how we sort of like, I mean, Obama, he called Obama in like what? 2003 or some crazy year. yeah and Yeah. He said that he was, um, he, he sort of like fit the perfect, the perfect bill. Yep.
0: And right. that yeah that's right. I guess. Was, we'll talk was... about that a little bit. Um, what specifically do you want me to
1: talk about? I mean, the, 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 so that, 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 that particular critique
0: that, that Adolf rolls out. No, I think it's, I think <laughs> I think it's a very necessary critique because I think how i think contemporarily how a lot of identity politics is articulated it it is done in such a way uh let me let me say that a different way mm-hmm. i think i think in i think in our contemporary understanding or or how it's kind of like operationalized or weaponized uh identity politics. It's because there there was a time when you could reasonably count on a let's just say a black politician who still lived in the community amongst the community was still faced uh, with the same um, uh, social, political, financial issues of you know their particular black community. You could you could reasonably assume that they were aligned with the community from which they came and that you know this was progress because now they are going to fight for me because they are me so yeah. i think we are many people still kind of anchor on that assumption when when the those conditions are not um are not as ever present now as they were like maybe back in the uh, in the black power phase when you know like the Black mayors um, were coming to power in Detroit, Atlanta, D.C. Um, you know, all across the Midwest. Um, there's just there's a different um, there. There are different social, social, financial, political context um, out of which I'm talking about black politicians. Many of them come now, not all of them, but many that you that that assumption is that assumption has to be like interrogated and looked at when you have a person like, let's say the current mayor of San Francisco, Mayor Breed who black black woman who grew up in public housing was raised by her grandmother. She has a sister who I believe maybe, you know, had addiction problem, you know, whatever, that kind of classic salt of the earth, you know. Yeah, make is- you real, makes you a real person. Right, but this is the, this this black woman who, you know, came from that is the same black woman who is effectively trying to um destroy public housing in san francisco which is already whittled you know the black population of san francisco is already down of three or four percent and you know that that her 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 opposition to um helping you know the largely black um people who are in the same projects that she grew up in you know her trying to get rid of that because you know she's got money from developers in her pocket it's like it's like that's that's that is just a really salient example for me of like, you know, I, I can't just applaud you for for being black and ascending to this mm-hmm. position when your policies are in direct opposition um to black people from the community you came from, yeah. being able to live dignified lives, being able to remain housed. So yeah. so I think that's I think that's why his critiques of um that hits really hard. Were like really. Like our need to be never ceasing because we, we, a lot of us, and not just Black people, a lot of which is kind of like the, the like, Cynical part of it. Like a lot of white people fall for identity politics, which is actually kind of the game. Like, look at a Kamala Harris, you know, white people were like, you know, white, just white,
1: white, white identity politics are far more prevalent and far more dangerous than black that's identity. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's,
0: that's correct. Clear. I mean, but that's, I mean, that's how we got in Obama. Like, that story was very digestible for a lot of, um, oh, you you know, white yeah.
1: So it I was wasn't about, like the fucking like the monster fucking clan people who are like doing racism is their identity politics is like white nationalism in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're probably right in the sense that like the, in terms of directness of a threat, it's probably less so at least in the immediate sense, but as far as like their effectiveness, like out the politics, yeah, there's no question that it's like, it's dominant, it's hegemonic.
0: That's right. And I think that's, that's the power of Reed's critique is that it, it, it forces us to incorporate, um, class and class interest in, you know, a script, when we're talking about a script of identities, because if we were just to, if we were just to, um, if we were just to, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Like internalize the sort of, the valor that we're supposed to assign to certain descriptive identities—you know—we would never question a Caitlyn Jenner trying to become governor of California because she is trans, and because she is trans, that is supposed to mean X, Y, Z things, not that she is rich, not that she has a conservative, uh, you know, ideology that is anti-working class, um, you know, but 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 if if you if you are. Vigilant about um, uh, maintaining like a, like a class lens to to how you understand these descriptive identities. It helps to kind of bring things into a little bit more like a, a starker relief in terms to like help you understand like okay, but are they going to do what I need them to do? And what I need is X Y Z. Are have they taken? Who have they taken money from? Why? Where they? Did they? You know? Uh, did they grow up rich, and they, you know, do not have? They don't have, you know, the um, they don't they they're not even aware that you know this is an issue for these people. Like, it just, like it forces us to like, like do both and like race and class or whatever the descriptive identity is and class because that that can help you like have a clearer understanding of okay. um, of uh, like what you can expect. Mm-hmm or mm-hmm. uh, well, what you should demand right
1: and it's not to dismiss like identity entirely i think that 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 sort of perspective that we're talking about here mm-hmm. is not unempathetic to that but however like i think the the sort of striving is essentially finding commonality amongst all people whilst acknowledging that they're the sort of like identity-based differences to some extent as well
0: sure but, like, but it's also like we you just but it, but it also i think it it forces us to examine like why we why we imbue certain identities with you know certain um like nobilities and, mm-hmm. and whether or not that's actually present in this individual who is a product of his or her or their um mm-hmm. uh uh you know uh, context circumstance uh, aspiration would, like would play, like, like, in,
1: like like sort of ascribing particular characteristics based off of like race is like literally racism.
0: Correct, correct. <laughs> it's like boomerang, right, right, exactly, <laughs> right. We're hardening the thing that we need to unsettle and disrupt, um, absolutely. Uh, but that's why I enjoy reading uh, Adolf Reed because he's very, um, he's very, I think he's very precise mm-hmm. um, in, in that manner of interrogation that is, all too absent i think um from our kind of like common understanding of 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 how and why there's that impulse to like you know imbue like nobility to just certain ascriptive identities absent any sort of like class analysis
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i remember one one time that did like like harp on it too yeah, we had him come talk with uh, with one of our things, and, and the first one of the questions he asked is like, "What's the organization that represents more Black people, you know, women in the United States than any any other one?" Mm-hmm. And it was the AFL CIO. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense because yeah. it represents millions of workers and that's right. class. There is nothing on this planet that is more diverse right. than working class, if you know what I mean.
0: Because that because of the ninety nine percent of us, so it yeah. necessarily includes you know. Various, various class strata. If you if you want to cleave, you know, lower class, middle class, upper, whatever. I, mean, I don't even know that that's necessarily useful. But also, you know, the spectrum of gender and sexuality, and you know, etc., etc. Because they're all, it is- they're all
1: workers. You
0: know, they're all yeah, workers. That's, that's correct. That's
1: right. <laughs> that's right. So I guess as we sort of um, you know wind down a little bit, sure. Um, it's been really nice talking with you.
0: No, it's been uh great talking with you all even though I'm boring Robert. That's fine. Not boring me. Two and thing. fine. Are my feelings? They Lord. are. They are, but that's fine. Mhm.
1: Robert, how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> worse. <laughs> no worse. Um but anyway, um I guess uh, you know uh just
0: I guess I bring up you know, what's left to do again? Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's left to do is like 60 people's fourth favorite leftist podcast. And I couldn't be prouder um, <laughs> to, to hold that place in some people's lives. Uh, we talked to people from all across the left, uh, you know, like everyday people that aren't, you know, necessarily like, you know, luminaries of the left as well as you know some luminaries to just understand um you know their stories their lives and how that has helped them how how this how their lives and their stories have helped them arrive at a leftist politic and I've learned something new all the time like there I, I went into this with a hypothesis that there's there's not like one silver bullet or one thing that is going to uh, help us create the future that we want to inhabit like it will be you know all of us finding a place in in you know surrounding different issues or or in different arenas you know be 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 it political or super political you know or labor or you know just kind of mm, loosely knit communal i don't know that mm-hmm. is going to to help us um, Hey, Kenzo, Um, that's going to help us uh, create the future that the future or futures we want to inhabit. And I, you know, I talked to like this week's episode was uh, a guy named Marco. He's uh, a Bernie alum from SoCal, and he uh, is now working with the um, Board of Supervisors or City Council in San Diego. And one the thing that he was working hardest on when we spoke a couple months ago was like actually getting kids out of cages so, and San Diego is one of the places that they are taking unaccompanied minors out of ICE facilities and like properly caring for them there while they like work to try and reunite them with their family so literally getting kids out of cages there was um and one of the un um unreleased ones so far uh is uh, this woman also of SoCal uh, her name is Lydia she was a big um member or a big Organizer with Standing Rock and was like on the cover of Time a couple of years ago. Um, There was uh, one of my one of my dear comrades from San Francisco. A lot of the the early ones are people that I you know volunteered with, organized with in San Francisco. But like she is a 71 year old uh, Latina, like retired teacher, and talking with her about how. Early in her career, like, you know, she was at a school where all the teachers, it it was just a terrible situation in the school because the district was neglecting it and how she got into uh, labor politics as a teacher. Um, There are... Relatable to me. Yeah, you would you would you would dig Winnie's story because she's insane and I love her. Um
1: but she's insane, but okay. I'll never yeah. like her anyway.
0: <laughs> she's nasty. She's 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 good. There's you know, there's a young lady, another SoCal person, who's like organizing issue is like menstrual freedom. I didn't even know that was a thing, but it's like super right on and like the way she articulates like the need to focus on this particularly for incarcerated people um is um is is really illuminating again didn't know that was like a thing i've talked to like actual politicians on those episodes i have to like sit with myself in a corner like janelle don't curse too much. Don't embarrass this person. They are doing you a solid by sitting down with them. They ha- they're a real adult. They have <laughs> they have people watching what they do. Just act like you have some sense. So, so like Jane Kim, um, Assemblymember Oshkara. Um, I'm working on some more politicians like east of the Mississippi. Um, some more like California ones as well. Um, what else? Um, Uh, you know, people who are still like technically immigrants here and and can't vote, but are very integral, were very integral in like the Bernie campaign in terms of like organizing and helping us win California. But like, they're just, just, you, you name it. And I've either talked to them already. Well, I can't even say you name it because it's not, it's not even finite. It's just, it's expansive. And, and I don't know, every, everyone's story is super interesting. And I feel very grateful um, and lucky to be able to do this work. Um, I'll be because I don't want to eat cat food for the rest of my life. I'll be like making like I'll start monetizing it later on this month. um, But um, but it's just it's been a joy to not get paid to do this work. Um, I actually feel very grateful and lucky to be able to do that. Um, And hopefully, I will you know continue to um, you know be able to sit down and talk with super interesting people. I'll definitely be making a swing through new orleans to do oh, yeah. or cool. as well as jeff and you know we'll just keep it going but i think uh i think we're on to something there it's um it's a really interesting it's really interesting
1: well we can uh definitely uh let you use the facilities here too yeah
0: yeah there we go uh, right. well,
1: where can we find it it's on um anywhere
0: podcaster uh, uh it's it's like Everywhere I think, but Spotify. Like I use um, I use Sound. I and I just haven't uploaded the feed to Spotify because man, right. they're they're not enough hours in the day. But uh, SoundCloud. I mean, you know, like I host it with SoundCloud, so you can get it on like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, like SoundCloud, like wherever. But it's called What's Left to Do, and I'll be getting the website. Knock on wood. I'll be getting the website set up soon. That and I'm one person. I wish I had an army of fellow workers that could help me get the million things done I need to get done, but you know, I do what I can. Um, But the website's coming soon, but what's left to do, you can catch us on, you know, everywhere but Spotify, but at some point we'll be on Spotify soon, Uh, but
1: yeah. Okay, well, thanks so much you awesome. said it earlier you said everybody's story is interesting and and you know yours as well so
0: yeah thank you thank you very much for having me on this was, this is such a pleasure um anytime just hit me up and uh we'll make it happen
2: cool 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 cool
1: you can listen to good morning comrade every uh well you can watch it on every monday through friday on youtube mm-hmm. uh, Twitch, and facebook live uh and also you can support our show by going to patreon.com slash good morning comrade uh you can be like ty jitty michael h dan o jonathan h timothy c dragon slayer 19 andy l gary w rachel k kenneth f adam r trey m and new subscriber watermelon pickle hi when we get to 25 subscribers i'm gonna paint my nails what color should i do them silver silver wow yeah, i the palette I- why silver?
0: Because people need to be able to like see it from a mile okay. away. You need to shine. There you go. That's why I thought black, but maybe maybe shining can come on. Don't be so derivative. Let's let's <laughs> punch it up a notch. You asked
2: the question. You got your answer. That's, That's right. It. I, yeah.
0: I can't complain. It.
1: I just want an ex- I just want to like a little detail. A little little bit. A little bit of explanation. I'm not. Wow. Oh,
0: okay. We need some shine for socialism. That's
1: what we need. Right. There you go. Thanks so much, Yeah. It. No. Thank you. Thanks for everybody for watching. Love you. Bye. bye. <laughs>
0: I'm <laughs> gonna